we are back, and a um, uh, the order for the episode is going to be a bit weird this week, isn't it? From what it's going to be a very odd episode. Yes. Because <laughs> good input, Ben. Last week's episode is going to come out after this one. Yeah, let me explain I'll real like, quick. Like, oh yeah, by the way, I am joined by Benji Dodd and Chadham Westwood. Mm. Hello, boys. Hello, Chadham. <laughs> Hello, Benji. Uh, quick explanation. So we recorded an episode last Wednesday uh, with two of Callum's friends from home, Jamal and Deacon. Um, that's going to be coming out this weekend as a bonus episode. But because we recorded it beforehand, we said that uh, the episode this week, we expected, obviously, we'd be putting out before. So the album for the Classics Week we've spoken about, we say we'll talk about next week. When in theory, we're talking about it today. And you won't know about it until we start talking about we it. We are breaking the space-time continuum. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on. So honest. essentially, the, the, the episode we recorded on Wednesday last week, you'll hear this weekend. Today... You're just going to hear what's going on today. Because... Yeah. Oh, is this coming out today? It's coming out today. This one's coming out today. The one that we did last week is coming out at okay. the weekend. Because we are... I'm playing the role of the... Uh, the confused listener. At home. The confused yes. listener. So, would you like to explain the classic this week? Oh. Not <laughs> yet. Or should we give it as a surprise? Should we wait as a surprise? Give him some time, actually. Give him some time. Do you not know the format of this show? <laughs> Clearly we, we, not. Ju- we just tickled their bollocks. That was, that was, that was a little <laughs> foreplay. Yeah. Ooh, oh. You, it was an unknown pleasure to them. <laughs> oh, oh. oh <laughs> see what you did there, boy. Go ahead, Calm. Right, so it's a bit of a mess one. I'll be honest, we had no clue what we were going to talk about because I've been feeling like death. and I've been, been feeling like death. And I've been relatively okay. <laughs> ben, Benji is, Benji's been the happy one out of all of us. Yeah, which is not Which not is not normal. usual. <laughs> so, <laughs> status quo is broken. And yeah, we, we didn't really... We're broken. I'm Mentally, physically. Really no, I'm okay. Ben's all right. Just to clarify. <laughs> just okay. Me and Callum are struggling. That was our cock <laughs> What? <laughs> Great start to the episode this um, week. What are we going to talk about this week? Uh, well, we're th- thinking because of <laughs> we've all been having breakdowns apart from Ben. He's happy. I'm okay. Um, what are we talking about this week then, Callum? Happy songs. We're talking happy about happy songs. songs. Happy songs. Happy, happy songs. songs. What makes you happy then in a song? Happy songs. <laughs> Brilliant. Dappy songs. <laughs> Dappy songs. N-dubs makes me yeah, happy. I just love N-dubs. I really N-dubs. hate N-dubs so yeah. much. I hate Dappy. Dappy does not make... Dappy makes me the opposite of happy. Dappy makes me sad. <laughs> Sappy. Sappy. <laughs> no, uh, what What makes you happy in... Uh, that, I is, mean... Is there something specific you look for in a song that makes you happy? Obviously, song content is important. For example, Touch the Sky by Kanye West and Lupe Fiasco. I think what was it? A uh, the was it Curtis Mayfield they sampled for yeah. that song? That like that in itself is a happy song, and then they turn that into their content. The things they rap about is what they overcome and all that. And you can tell I've not prepared this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms, of, it also has to be a very upbeat song. Te- typically Motown and that whole era of music, so Earth Wind and Fire, Aretha Franklin, uh, Diana Ross, M- Marvin Gaye, all of that. I, um, that tends to be my go-to. Anything specific that you look for, Ben? Or anything? <laughs> uh, Do you listen to happy songs? I've thought about it a lot. Catfish and the Bottlemen's first album makes me very happy because it reminds me of summer 2016, the last time I was ever happy. Then <laughs> 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 uh, uh, I like like bedroom poppy stuff. That makes me happy. I don't listen to it a lot, but uh, bedroom. Give pop. me some examples of a bedroom, bedroom pop. Gus Dapperton. Uh, it's like. The kind, the really shimmery indie stuff, like mm-hmm. Clyro, uh, Gus Dapperton. No, Cly- oh. the, she's a female artist oh. called Clyro. I'd say Biffy Clyro are not happy in the slightest yeah, count fucking yeah. shit. Uh, <laughs> hot so, take. That's not that's actually it's, a it's very not. mild take. Steve Lacey, uh, Cosmo oh, yeah. Pike. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, I, get, I get you now. That sort of stuff. Oh, Steve Lacey makes me happy. Yeah, he's lovely, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, makes me feel like I'm on like a waterbed. Yeah. Just kind of floating. That kind of floaty indie guitar stuff. Yeah, um, makes me happy. Good uh, guitars is what makes Ben happy. Yeah, what I'm getting literally. <laughs> <laughs> Good and early Mike DeMarco, his new stuff is so depressing, but I still love it. But if we're on happy, my very limited range is that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think it's weird for me because I, I don't have one set genre I'll go to when I need to be happy. It sort of changes depending on how sad I'm feeling. If that makes sense, yeah. like if I'm feeling really down about myself, I'll just put something like Yeezus on, which is like really just like. I am the best, I'm amazing, look how good I am at everything to try and bring my mood up. Even though that album is not happy in the slightest. But then I'll then listen to something like, I'll listen to some R&B that I can just dance to in my room or I'll listen to 
uh, some oh, soul God. or some blues. Picture Dad and Westwood dancing. Yeah, like full on dad dancing. In his chinos. He's in got my chinos. Right now, in dad my chinos. Copied my chinos. We're both wearing matching chinos because I had them first and Adam copied them. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but <laughs> Ben Dolly's a style icon for those who don't know. Thank you. I mean, yeah, like this morning, is it yesterday? I was in uni. Uh, and I was in a I was in a seminar that wasn't really going anywhere, and it was it was a seminar where you were literally there to be spoke to individually. So I had to wait my turn, and I was the last person he spoke to, and I was feeling really down. Didn't want to be there. Why didn't they just set up meetings? That had been smart, but um, or an email. Yeah, you know, but instead, so I literally just had headphones on trying to do some work, and I was really stressed, and I was going to break down. So I put on uh, Juicy by Doja Cat and just danced in the classroom. That's so cute. I just was sat there dancing. I was just sat there, like, just bugging along, you know? Just full on, Wait, full on as in stood up and just started? No, like, in my, in my little office chair. Oh, as behind in my you were just kind of like, bopping around, like, oh, moving I thought my you feet. Made, like, you stood up and just started. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I would. Breaking out. <laughs> I would. Dance moves. I mean, Juicy is literally about ass. So, I mean, I would just start shaking. Adam Westwood loves ass. You know? <laughs> that's one thing we know about him. That's why we call him ass. That's why we call him ass and Westwood. It's just <laughs> confirmed. He but just no. loves ass. <laughs> it's all about that ass. Yeah. This is taking a time for the worst, as usual. Mystery with them titties. <laughs> I just want the ass. That's, that's quoted Adam Westwood. <laughs> that was his yearbook yeah, quote, if I remember. Saying that, that sure have you heard Tia Tamara by, by Doja Cat as well? Tia Tamara and, and Rico Nasty. You boldly assume I've listened to any Doja Cat. Yeah, no one listens <laughs> to that. Mate. Do you know what? I'm, I put some respect <laughs> on Doja Cat's name. To be I fair, the you, you put it, he put it on for me this morning, and it's, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, considering she was a meme rapper like a year ago, and now she's put out an album she's that actually quite serious. people are like, everyone seems to actually be raving about well, it. Not serious, but you know what I mean. But she's, it's the versatility of yeah. it that I quite enjoy. Because she can, she can have a song where she's literally rapping about being a cow. Moo. And then, called Moo. Moo. It is an amazing Moo. song, for those who haven't heard it. I might clip it in at some I'll clip it in before we go to the next segment, so those can hear That's Moo a, by Doja Cat. What a, what a concept song. I know, right? Oh, there, to, to pimp a butterfly, <laughs> yeah. from you can, the point of view of a cow. It's the, it's the sort of song she probably wrote. She already wrote and filmed the video at three in the morning. You know what really makes me happy? Uh, yeah. Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. Oh, right. Yeah. No, hold on. That's yeah. that. Ch- Chuck Berry, I fucking love Chuck, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry's a god. He, he is a god. I fucking... And thank you for bringing it up. I fucking love Chuck Berry. Johnny B. Good. Yeah. yeah. You never can tell. And <laughs> he has a song called My Dingaling. <laughs> and I, um, I remember my dad telling me he went to go see Chuck Berry live. <laughs> when? Uh, in like 1922? <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's towards the end. It was like a... He was um, still an embryo. <laughs> yeah. student or something. And they, um, Chuck Berry just started taking requests for songs. Yeah. And he just started playing them. That's and then so someone cool. said, my, someone shouted my dingling, so we just started playing my dingling. Did <laughs> uh, <wow. laughs> Chuck Perry played your dingling? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be clipped up and shared around for everyone to hear on every every social media site. <laughs> Chuck Perry played my dingling. <laughs> Interesting topic. Epic. I mean, saying that, rhythm and blues really makes me happy. R&B definitely like, is up R&B, there. Uh, soul, funk. Fun- funk like, is the one that makes me happy. Anything that's like anything that's got a good beat to it that I can just like move around to, I love. I think eighties yeah. is one where like a lot of people will go to for the kind of upbeat, happy pop music. That's why a lot of people go to club drop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've about had enough of it now. I only really like it when I'm drunk. Yeah. Like I've. Is this, I've is this to club drop kind of the club night by Leadmill? Yeah. Yes. Please endorse us. Please, Please endorse, endorse us, Leadmill. We are Please. tired of. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Have a new I'm night. <laughs> I've like, started going to Beat Club, which is their funk, soul, yeah, and disco that's night. That's a really good place. I love it. Sonic it's, it's is a sausage fest. I, I don't <laughs> like it. It's a full on just. We're just breaking down club nights at this rate. Oh, yeah. Don't get me on starting um, cold. Fuck no, it. if we're talking about, about Beat Club, Fuck it's literally. It it'll be like me and my little group of mates, and then there'll be loads of like 40 year olds and 50 year olds, all of us just dancing and getting along. It's a great time. Adam's just looking at everyone's ass. <laughs> He's looking for the MILFs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Where have we gone? <laughs> I mean. Let's bring this back to happy songs because there's something that you made last year. Oh the- yeah, that playlist, the keep your head up playlist about a bunch of happy and sad songs are in it. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of your songs that you like are in it. Yeah. Because maybe you sent me your playlist and you just added the whole thing. Just yeah. added the entire playlist yeah, in. Pretty much. It doesn't really keep your head up, but not no. my stuff doesn't. No. But like some people like 
when they are sad, they don't want to listen to happy songs. No, it pisses me off. If I'm if I'm sad, I just want to yeah. just vibe. Listen to some yeah. sad music. Just vibe. Like, just, just, What's just okay? Vibe. This is a just a vibing. Good mm. just juxtaposition. What do you listen to when you're sad? Sad music. <laughs> wow. And on that note, specific. I want like a specific yeah, album like, or like um, a vibe or. I I try to go for like heavier stuff, like that's a bit more cathartic. Like I listen to uh, all of Nirvana's albums. Yeah. Like. Just try and do something active. Like I'll get in my car. I'll put I'll put an album on. I'll go to the gym. I'll, if I'm home, if I'm here, I'll just be in his room. Just be in my room. Yeah. And just bang, head bang or something. Yeah. Mm. He- heavy stuff like Nirvana's. I stick on. I mean, the album that we're gonna talk about for Classics Week. That's one that I'll always stick on. Yeah. Like that album and just their singles as well. Because mm. like l- everything just speaks to me when I listen to it. That yeah. sounds really fucking. Like <laughs> no, I get you. Pretentious, but it's, it's something about it. Like when you're sad, you want to l- also listen to something that I guess is relatable or you can relate to. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Which is why I stick on Gangsters Paradise by Coolio. <laughs> 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 Just out here, man. Just out here in the streets, yeah. doing what I do. I best. exclusively listen to Weird Al Yankovic when I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> Weird in Al- an Amish paradise. <laughs> He's amazing, isn't he? Yeah. Did you know this might intrigue you, Callum? He did an entire version of the Hamilton. Uh, oh, I heard about so that. So Weird Al, I think broke the I entire f- entire play of Hamilton, like entire like theatre show of Hamilton, into one polka song. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah every, he broke he put every single song in into this one like fifteen minute song. I saw it. On and it's a, like a two um, and a half hour show. Lin Manuel Miranda interview. I think it was on Stephen Colbert or something like that, and it's, or it might have been Jimmy Kimmel. Whatever, whichever Jimmy it was that like there's Jimmy many, Fallon, Jimmy. There's Kimmel. so many Jimmy late night hosts, isn't there? And it's They're one of them. Are. Blo- too Jimmy many Jimmys. <laughs> Real talk. Those, those Jimmys coming over here Dude, stealing our late night world. shows, <laughs> doing what they do best. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you talked about that weird hour thing. Going back to the sad music a minute. The other night, I was feeling really down, and it was weird because I went through three different. I listened to three albums back to back to back when I was really sad and I would listen to Eagle by Tyler the Creator I then listened to All American Badass by Joey Badass to try and get me out of it and then couldn't get out of it so then listened to Nevermind by Nirvana mm. which just to then get fully back into the sad yeah. way because if you, if you can't escape the sadness you've got to <clears throat> embrace the sadness well yeah this is the thing I was like there's so many songs on All American Badass that are, quite, that are really upbeat and although they're talking about really like horrible stuff a lot of the time yeah, because the state of America of politically album. It's just a real good, like, there's some really good production and th- the beats are amazing and, like, you can just, like, get into a, di- into a different v- a different mood. But that really failed for me this week. Yeah. So that's why I went straight back to Nirvana to get fully sad. Yeah. Johnny you know, Cash is an artist I'll listen to when I'm sad. <clears throat> the worst thing I've ever yeah. done was listen to Drake when I was sad. Because you just get, it just spirals. You could have just cut off the part where you said when I was sad. Yeah. yeah. The worst thing you've done. <laughs> Drake. Speaking, speaking of that, I'd actually listen to it. <laughs> if you're reading this, it's... Excuse me. What is it? If you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. And it is bang average. <laughs> uh, his album with Future, I really like. Really? the diamonds on it. Yeah, I really like that. That's the most confusing thing I've ever heard from you in no, my life. No, I, I love that album. Is it possible that we can like lower your mic? I can just see Ben's, like... No, not yours, like Adam's, because I can there just see, go. like, your chin. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I'm very sorry. That's really confusing. That's, like, the most trap album he's done, and you don't yeah. surprise me as a trapper, Ben. Mate, I used to love 2 chains. I used to fucking bump 2 yeah. chains. When he was trapping in Mansfield. Yeah, when I was trapping, <laughs> out, the, trapping out the... His last album quite disappointed album. me. Two chains. Yeah, the one oh, he brought out last year. Mate, you said it. you liked it at first. Yeah, but like I've I've gone back and listened to it. And it's like doesn't. I've not. <laughs> we listened because really no, we listened to it the first day it came out. We listened to that and Solange's uh, yeah. album together. Remember when you were making me a Thai red curry, Thai green curry? I think it was red. Thai it was red. red. Thai it was red. red. And we like listened Thai, Thai to Solange's one. album and Two Chains' album on the first day they came out. Yeah, I think you were jamming with your new band, Ben, or you were jamming Shout with someone. Shout out to my new band. What are they called? You got a name yet? It was either your new one or the one that you were before. Just great beers. Just this great beers. You should... I was, about to give, I was about to try and give something away. I'm going to... No, 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 no. What? I was going to give you some information on what I reckon you should name you. <laughs> the first, your first demo. <laughs> Every track needs a stupid name. Yeah. Um, that's what, what we're doing. We're calling all the tracks stupid things like um, 
Mario Paisley, Party Paisley, Paisley makes the girls go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've basically done what I already wanted you to do, it's fine. Mama's Kumquat <laughs> is going to be the name of one track. I but enough wait. about or me. Mama's Kumsquat. N- possibly no. not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not say that one ever again, please, because I feel very <laughs> ill right now. <laughs> Saying that, what we were talking about before was Two Chains, that album that he released not too long ago, I've listened to two or three times as of late since the first time in, the, in a year I've listened to it and it just doesn't do anything for me anymore it's ju- he's funny he's so he, funny he's got really funny that, that was the kind of I'm not a big rap fan so when I listen to rap that's the kind of thing I want like just a nice beat and 2 chains just saying funny shit that's, <laughs> that's just what I like the album Pretty Girls like trap music's really good yeah I really like that album my favourite oh I, I actually I went through a phase where me and my friend Aaron were even contemplating going to America to see him. Fuck it out. I fucking love two chains. Keep I'm going to start wearing friend. another chain all the time, so I'm constantly wearing yeah. two chains. The white two chains. Well, that's that's album. it. I'll give you that one. It's only... Grove with uh, Lil Wayne and Trapavelli Trey. Mm. <laughs> God, I Gets love you going. those two albums. Gets your juices yeah. going. Okay, so that's music that makes me happy. I forgot about them. You cannot be sad and listen to Two Chains. I yeah. don't you can't be sad and listen impossible. to Lil Wayne either. No, I know. Like Lil Wayne makes me agitated. I fucking love Lil Wayne. He's <laughs> that so could be a Lil funny. Wayne bar. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Wayne makes me agitated <laughs> <laughs> because he's okay. Right, I'm not saying anything about his lyrics. It's the way he talks. There's just some artists that you don't like the sound of, and for me, he's, he's one of them. He's so funny though. He is He's so funny. His lyrics are just, they're just, that, that's, because people compare him and Big Sean, but that's the big difference between him and Big Sean, is that Lil Wayne's lyrics are just, they're so ridiculous that they kind of come back round, and you yeah. realise that it's all funny. Big Sean's just, they just become Doesn't corny. reach it, doesn't no. reach that point. It I doesn't still, quite get ridiculous. I always find shit. it hilarious that uh, when Kendrick clowned him on his own song, well, on the control verse. What did he do? Oh, so he, there was a song called Control, and it's maybe one of Kendrick's best ever verses on a Big Sean song, and he's saying how he's just gonna have to be better than everyone else, and how he's just the best in the best rapper alive. He's gonna beat everyone, and he's just like flexing on everyone. Yeah, and he's just like he it makes did, it did kind he of makes stop. Big Sean's verse look embarrassingly bad. <laughs> oh, on no, his Big Sean's track. verse was really good. Yeah, it's that's what I mean. Kendrick just, was just. That much one of better. the best tracks, one of the best verses of the decade, and he just looks like nothing hmm. <laughs> by comparison. He just he just name dropped a bunch of rappers basically and said, "I'm gonna be better than all of you," <laughs> and he is. He didn't lie. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. He didn't lie. So before we move on to the next topic, is there anything else that like really makes you happy? Like, that's random that you've not spoken about yet. Take that. Ugh. I like. I'm not gonna lie. It because. It was the first gig I ever went mm. to. Was take that with me, man. A lot of songs that are happy, I'm just like no. Because I feel like it. Yeah. A part of it I is also that. kind of a memory thing. Like you Saying attach that, songs so to memories. So. Yeah, I usually attach an album to a specific memory. So or that's a why person. I like to listen to albums at the right. So, so like, Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper always makes me really happy, only because the first time I listened to it was on the train to Sheffield for the first time when I came to look around Hallam for the first time. So every time I listen to the album, I associate it with, oh my God, this is the only I want to go to. I love this place. Can't wait to be back there. Me and my, uh, when me and my friends first started getting drunk at each other's houses, uh, <laughs> like just, just little parties, like me and my friend Aaron, it was when we were in our peak 2 chains fan <laughs> era. <laughs> and we'd always just get, we'd have like two Smirnoff ice and be like, yo, I'm so drunk, bro. <laughs> and then we'd put this 2 chains song on called El Chapo Jr. And we'd both sing every word and we had a specific dance that we did, which mimicked all the lyrics. <laughs> that, that reminds me, minus the dance, Freaks and Geeks by Childish Gambino from the Camp album. Me and my mate Elliot and Mason. Like, 3,000, oh, sorry, go on. We, we just... <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what the I, I know what going to say. Start, start that exact <laughs> sentence again. Sorry. <laughs> just a... <laughs> so, Freaks and Geeks by Childish Gambino. Me, Elliot and Mason. Could, we could wrap Three the entire... Th- sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not clipping any of this right, out. No, this isn't getting clipped out. Fuck that. We could wrap the entirety of it just off by heart. Just on beat and everything. We just knew it that much and, it, and we loved it that much. Yeah. It was like our little friendship group's own song. 
Sorry, what I was going to say, but rudely interrupted Callum, is that Twice. 3005... <laughs> so freaks and geeks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me... 3005 makes me so yeah. happy by uh, Childish Gambino. I think the first time I listened to that song, I was in France on holiday, and we'd, we were driving there, so I downloaded loads of music on, for the car journey there, because in case I got bored... Oh, and, was it, like, pirated? Yeah. Like, too bitty? Yeah, all of it, yeah. Definitely too, <laughs> too bitty. bitty. Yeah. Too bitty. Yeah. I think it was too on a... Bitty. It might have been on... <laughs> I think... Oh no, I was. I was on. I was on a Samsung Galaxy A3 back in the day. Oh, fucking gang, hell. gang, gang, gang. Um, but no, I downloaded loads of music I'd just never listened to by artists I thought I'd like, mm. and that was one of the track. That was one of the tracks I downloaded. And I was ah, like, yeah, so, cool. really. so now I'm just thinking of being in the car on a really confusing French motorway <laughs> because I listened to this at like one in the morning. I've, I've been asleep all day. I've just downloaded Collar Grove by Two Chains and Lil Wayne to listen to on the way. Do you know that nostalgia is a big part of that yeah. name? Sort of you like. Can, like I thought of actually Collar Greens by Schoolboy Q and Kendrick Lamar. I, I love that song. That song yeah, gets me such a good mood. Song. That's all what the I time. thought you said at first. I really like Schoolboy Q as well. Yeah, his last his last great. album disappointed me a bit, but I still love him. Yeah, Oxymoron. Was, I love Oxymoron. Habits Blank and contradictions really for me. Mm. That was the Habits and Contradictions, I think, is the one that had Hands on the Wheel with ASAP Rocky. Oh, I love that song. I just love rap music, you know? <laughs> you know? I just love Podcast rap. over. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, every single week, this it's basically been leading up to me, actually, just confirming. But, <laughs> yeah. but no, like, you know, but, like, it comes back to memories all the time. You also, it, mem- also, people, you attach it to people. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the thing. So, this is going to sound really cringy, but... When I was younger, mum would play loads of like old Motown and soul and like. Wow, how r- cringy. I know. No, listen. No, no, no. Listen. Right. So now Get whenever. Life. <laughs> Come on, Adam. Whenever Jesus. I allow listen, listen to like. To Motown any, much. Whenever I listen to things like that, it always makes me think of my mum and makes me really happy. Yeah. Because like. Just because I love my mum. That's not but, cringe. That's, that's sweet. not cringe. That's but nice. just like. Every Mo- time Mo- I, Motown like, is one of my favourite musical mu- music movements ever. Mm. Yeah. And they, well, they've got a musical that I really want to go to. That's out. So do I. Musical. So do I. Should and we go, Cal? Let's all go. Let's all Music go. Fox Night Out. <laughs> yeah. And we'll review Motown I'll ask the Musical. Emma. I'll ask Emma as well. She'd like that. Yeah. I'll bring my mum. Yeah. I'll bring your mum. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. One more. Uh, what you were saying about uh, attaching it to people. My classic next week is going to be uh, an album by Delamitri, which is just... Uh, my dad just plays it in the car all the time. And it's... Yeah. Just like whenever I play it, I'm just uh, like, oh, my see, dad's here. That that's one. I feel um, the same with Led Zeppelin. Whenever I play Led Zeppelin or Queen, with yeah. Sweet Caroline by da, Neil da, Diamond. Da, I hated it when I first heard it so for good. years because so my dad would always play it. <laughs> yeah, he'd always play it, and he knew how much that it annoyed me, so he'd just crank it up as <laughs> high as he could. Aww. And then I think when I left to go to uni, I would nonstop play Sweet Caroline. Ah. It was one of those songs you know that I'd always play because it always reminded me of that. But like things like Scream Adelica by Primal Scream, mm-hmm. the holiday holiday that just went, me and my dad had like a two-hour chat about it because he recommended it to me. And I listened to it, I was like, this is a fucking amazing album. Mm. Well, I listened to um, Mothership, that two-hour album by Led Zeppelin yeah. a few weeks ago because my dad has a T-shirt that he wears. He, he's worn it to bed for like a decade now. Yeah, Not consistently. Obviously, he washes it. Come on, Chris isn't, Chris isn't horrible. But he, his ringtone for about literally about a decade has was always a whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. So whenever I hear that song, I'm like, "Where's my dad? Where is he at?" <laughs> and I'm like instantly like really happy, no matter how I'm feeling. And so like yeah. songs like that, like songs like that, and songs like my brother, like from my mum, and like Jack got me into Jack, my brother got me into Kanye. Yeah, it was the first artist I was like heavily Wait, into. You like Kanye? I'd never said it before. <laughs> never said it before, have I? There's no never, way you like Kanye. Oh, no, never took me. I've never, me never Kanye mentioned fan. it at any time, have I? But no, Jack got me into Jack got me into rap in general. So every time I listen to like rap that I listen to with him, yeah. that makes me really happy as well. Yeah, and I think it's just attaching. It's trying to attach a happy memory to a song that then you can come back to yeah. when you're sad and get back. No, get back definitely. Because I'd always I always attach DMX to my brother because mm. that's what got me into hip hop and. Yeah, I've told, said the story about the CDs so so many yeah. times, and he he's the biggest DMX fan. <laughs> and then I suppose then I kind of became like that as well. And then a um, artist like as I said, Nirvana, Primal Scream, things like that. I touched my dad, Pink Floyd. My dad's a massive my Pink, Floyd, Pink fan Floyd fan with like Chuck Berry, Bob Marley. 
Oh, my dad loves Bob Marley. Oh. This has been such a wholesome section of the yeah. show. <laughs> I just love my family. Yeah, you know? And all the music that they listen to is like shaped who I am. Like, and I, the other week, a few weeks ago, uh, I was in I was in beat club at Leadmill again, and it's like one in, it's like midnight, so I knew Mum wouldn't be in bed yet. So I texted her, like, I sent her a text on WhatsApp, like, you know what? Thanks for making me l- really love music, <laughs> and just like, because I'll go through and I'll find, I'll find exactly what played. Uh, but it was two songs back to back that played, and I was like, I'm just thinking of my mum, and I'm in a nightclub, like, yeah, I miss my mum, and it was really bizarre. Uh, this it was um. How Did The Grapevine came on, and then the next song was Superstition oh, by Stevie song. Wonder. So back to back, I was like, this is mum's cooking playlist. I did and I was just so happy. Relatively similar. On Halloween, me and uh, me and the wife were dressed as <laughs> Woody and Jesse from Toy Story, as as we well know. And uh, we were in Molly Malone's, and 9 to 5 came on. <laughs> which is my mum's favourite song ever. Uh, it's oh her yeah, my mum loves Dolly Parton. <laughs> Everyone, every mum does. Every mum loves Dolly Parton. And we just... We we were like, get your phone out, film it, and we'll square dance, and I'll send it to me mum. <laughs> and it was just me and Emma dressed as cowboys, yeah. square dancing to nine to five. Saying that, my mum's ringtone for I think two or three years was "Bad Romance" by Lady Gaga. Oh my god! <laughs> so oh my god. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, I really hate this song, <laughs> yeah. but it used to make mum really happy, so I just <laughs> dance along to it. I remember mum got me into Gaelic music as well because she, she's from the Outer Hebrides, so like. There was this a uh, local band called the Vatasy Boys, mm-hmm. and they um there was this kind of it's I think it's more of an instrumental song called Kiosk More Galley, and whenever I just have it on my place, whenever it comes on, I just get reminded of like summers just from where uh, spending like weeks where she lived and was That's from. That's so cool. So it's just like such a wholesome memory and such a wholesome song that yeah just reminds me. One last uh, one last artist that makes me always really really happy. That's my mum's fault, Santana. Anything, oh, anything like by Carlos Santana. I'm like <laughs> instantly like, I looked into trying to get tickets to go and see him. Uh, he's performing in London in April. Oh wow! I looked into going to see how much it'd be. The cheapest seat, so you'd be sat at the very, very back of the Wembley Arena, was going to be seventy-five quid per ticket. Bloody and I was like, hell. sorry, Laura, it's just not happening. Fucking hell! But uh, the thought was there. Yeah. But I was <laughs> like, I've got to pay seventy-five quid to seventy-five quid per ticket, then travel to London, then somewhere to stay in London, and I was like. Maybe next time. Oh, James is a band that I always makes out because my parents loved them. Mm. And they I remember they one of the first bits of band merch I ever got was when they went to see James and they brought back a James shirt for me. I like him, but the only song I would say I love is uh Blade. Blade is a great song. I love that song. Sit Down is is, is one of those go to happy songs for mm. me. This may have been the nicest segment we've ever done. I know. It is. It's so wholesome. I love it. It's just memories, that's all that's <laughs> what it reminds us of. It's, well yeah, that's the memories. That's the whole point that's of the, that's the whole point of the segment, Callum. Yeah, that, never mind, just ignore me. This man is his own episode. He has no idea what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I feel like death. I'm dying. I'm really ill. Callum <laughs> went out last night. Ooh. No, that, that's not even why I'm like tired. I'm just really ill. I've been bedridden for the good part of a week. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm bedridden in your bed, Ben. I wish. Yeah, I, I uh, wish that. But um, right. Let's get on to the next part of the show. Got milk, bitch. Got beef. Got steak, hoe. Got cheese. Great a hoe. Not lean. Got me a one sauce, please. So now we're talking about soundtracks. Just soundtracks in media. We're not just sticking to film. So video games, TV, anything. And a uh, Ben introduced us to. Yeah, the Better Call Saul intro theme is. I ju- I love that show, and it probably to you it just sounded like a dude playing guitar, but it just captures the like kind of sleazy vibe that he the soul is slipping into over the course of the series. Mm. It's just oh, I love that. I love the show. And I, I love, love it how theme. when how it will match the character as yeah. well. Like it tells a story in itself because you'd sure that it seemed really smooth. Yeah. Like it, some like mafia like pub. Yeah. Where it's like there's just haze yeah. from all the cigar smoke. Exactly. That's like that's the story of how we become. Because you've seen Breaking Bad. One of you has. I've seen I've season seen, I've one. Seen some of my soul then. comes in in season two. I was like <laughs> thirteen, and then I started to sleepwalk. So my parents were like, nah, yeah. <laughs> not watching it yet. And then I just never got around to watching it. It's a, you should watch it. I, yeah. have, I have the entire box up. To be fair. I've just not got around I to it. I have Netflix. <laughs> I have a physical copy. If Netflix <laughs> closes down tomorrow, I can still watch it. <laughs> Netflix closes down tomorrow. We're blaming you. Yeah. 
Fair <laughs> I'll take the hit for that one, boys. But yeah, it's an uh, amazing theme tune, an amazing show, yeah. and you should all watch it. All one of you that is listening. Hi, yeah. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> and Deacon and Jamal. <laughs> because and probably Jack as well. Probably Jack. Oh, get them all in for one, one massive big session. Christmas episode. One <laughs> big music vox. Because it worked so well last year. Let's do it again. <laughs> um, I, well, I want to talk article. about. <laughs> I wanted to... <laughs> I really... I've just obviously it's just came out, so I've gotten into it very deeply and very quick. But the Mandalorian, <coughs> ah, stop it, stop it, <laughs> Is it both ass? of you. I'm pointing at both of you. Stop it. No, the Mandalorian came out uh, two weeks ago. I think it came out. I think Disney Plus started on November seventh. But there's been two episodes so far, and the soundtrack is amazing. It's honestly already became one of we're two episodes in, and I, it one is, it's one of my favorite TV shows. I do really because my favorite part of Star Wars, weirdly enough, isn't really the whole Jedi like super thing. It's mm-hmm. the like bounty hunters and that that yeah. are just cutting about, and the M- Boba Fett and Jango Fett were completely wasted. Yeah, the Mandalorian's not going to be wasted in this one. Yeah. Like, I can, mean, I hope I hope not. It's a show about him. See, well, yeah, with, so far we can see it's not going to like. There's already a lot of effort. Like it's the Does show he is talk, almost, or is it just a Boba Fett situation where it's just silent? No, he talks. Boba Fett, Boba Fett talks, talks, but rarely. He? he just talks, but he's in this really weird like New Zealand accent. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's the same the same sort of accent. The, same, the guy's from New Zealand again, so it looks like the Mandalorians. That's their accent. Uh, um, but the int- Mandalorians from New Zealand, <laughs> they're the All Blacks. <laughs> Stop doing a hacker. <laughs> they're a fight. Well, the, the soundtrack's really different to a normal Star Wars soundtrack. Usually, they are like the whole point of Star Wars is to be like a space opera. Yeah. So this is really gritty and it's down to earth and it's uh, Ludwig Göransson has uh, has done all of the soundtrack for the entire show. I'm really surprised I didn't butcher his name because I do all the time. So I'm surprised I nailed that one on the head. He did Black Panther and something else, didn't he? Uh, I did some of Atlanta. He's done tons of stuff. He works really. He works loads with, um, with Donald Glover. But he's been doing. He's done this, and the Mandalorian's got um, his theme. Almost sounds like it's done on like an African like flute. It's mm. amazing, and it's just really intense, but really like the second you hear it, it's ominous, and it creates a really good atmosphere. And it's almost it's helping build the world in a way that I didn't expect it to and if anyone's not seen it it's on Disney Plus and for those in this country it's online <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend yeah. it but it's online but I think it's just it's amazing we don't and get I think, until like next March do we? yeah we're not allowed Disney Plus what because of Sky bollocks it's all Sky's fault so anyway what were you, there's a, a game soundtrack oh, oh yeah because I'm a me Deacon and Japan, we have a lot of conversations about game soundtracks and the one that I showed you there was one from a game called Bloodborne. It's ve- it's actually Ben. I think you you would like it because it's very Lovecraftian mm. in its setting. And hey, how do you know I like HP Lovecraft? Because have you, told have you? Told I must have told you have you told, have told us me many about. Uh. No, it's actually once. I'm pretty sure we had a conversation about it. Because uh, actually, I had a book, the HP Lovecraft complete fiction thing. I think oh, you sent me a message yeah. about it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, thought you were just seeing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the one that I showed you was from a boss fight. It's, it's the first one in the game, and it it just gives you so much anxiety. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll cue it up before we start talking it's, about the classic, so people can hear and yeah. understand exactly what it is. It's so fast-paced. The, bo- the boss itself is so fast-paced. He, um, then midway through, he transforms. That's when the uh, um, opera kicks in, and then it drops, and it gets even faster, because he just transforms into this massive werewolf. I great. wish it wasn't PS4 exclusive because I bleed Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> you bleed green. Oh, I bleed see, PS4 green. just has better AM exclusives. Watch your mouth, it son. Hey, we have God of War. Have you which, heard of by Halo? The way, <laughs> they've got Halo and Forza. They've already beat us. No matter how great Spider-Man was, no matter how great God of War is, they've already won. With Forza? Forza sucks ass. What? I don't like racing games. Yeah, no, it's so. the best racing <laughs> game there is. Like yeah, there's no good. There's no good. Ex- there's no like Gran Turismo. It's not yeah, good. God of War, <laughs> Uncharted, Spider Man, Spider Man. I cried over that game. Spider Man, Uncharted, God of War. I trade it all for Halo Three. Bloodborne. I trade it all for Halo Three. But, but that's just we my have opinion. Destiny now. So who needs Halo? <laughs> <laughs> but that that's a, another soundtrack that is amazing. Is the God of War soundtrack? It's just ominous and looming, and you f- you generally feel like. A seven foot Greek god who's insanely muscly is over your shoulder. I do anyway. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> a, um, I think that's that's it. That's just I think. 
I've not really got much else to say about that. Yeah. Uh, you, th- you think why well, I never knew do you knew. like how GTA 5 did it with you're in your car oh. you choose different radio stations yeah I love it I really like that that, that was a really nice touch because it's also w- part of the world building as well yeah because for me when I think like it doesn't have a soundtrack as such but when I think about GTA I think about driving through the desert listening to Channel X which would be, it'd be different for you guys. See, for me, I'd be driving through the glitzy parts of, uh, of Vinewood yeah. with Franklin, listening to Radio Los Santos and hearing Big Boy in my ear and then having Kendrick and exactly uh, things like Hood Gonna Love It. I actually listened more to what Ben had on. Yeah. And then I got I got the game for PlayStation 4 like about a year, year or two ago because I found a really cheap deal for it. Um, and on the next gen consoles, they added a new. Ra- they added some new radio stations. So Frank Ocean had his own radio station. They put Blonded into the game. So I listened to Blonded a lot when I was doing the missions because I hadn't had it before. And I listened to loads of like the. I listened to nonstop pop loads and got really into. Oh god. <laughs> really into every just because it was glitzy. Yeah. And, like at night when it was like you're going through like the main strip, and I wanted something glitzy. So yeah, Pet Shop Boys. I prefer the desert stuff by a long way. Just being Trevor doing all <laughs> doing nutty stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Big Boy was on it, wasn't he? Yeah, one big, of big Boy was um, Radio Los Santos, mm. and I never realised. Which I really liked. I, I never realised until like it. it hit me one day. I was like, "Wait, what? That's Big Boy!" And I was like, "He literally calls him. It's not like he's calling himself a different name. He's literally just Big Boy. He's yeah. himself." But I was like, "What? What's <laughs> going on here?" But it's amazing. That game. I think. Wait, does everyone get nostalgia from the FIFA soundtracks from like <sighs> FIFA Twelve? Never played FIFA. Mm, I've never well, played it since FIFA enough. Twelve. To be honest, on the Wii. Well, <laughs> <laughs> FIFA soundtracks genuinely are a, a big. A big part of what makes the game so special for people because every year there's a every year because FIFA's a game that like it's not a region specific game so it's not only people from the UK are going to play it everyone like hundreds of different like millions of people are going to play it all around the world so they have to make a soundtrack that can fit everyone's interests and so there's certain there'll be songs from all sorts of different genres all that we blended into a similar style that almost like you could probably guess what sort of thing could be a FIFA song so like Catfish were on it a lot in like yeah. 2016. Yeah, more scream were on it. But then there's also that. like there's been quite a bit of Anderson Pack in the last couple of years. There's been the Ting Tings were on it at one point. Yeah, there's um, there's also then some smaller like some smaller artists. So there's um, a Leicester rapper called JB Schofield who's on it with a song called Stretch It. Uh, there's so then but then there's also then there was J Cole and Bass last year with Tribe. So like there's literally not one set song. Yeah. But like every time I hear an old song, I'm like that was from FIFA, that was from FIFA. Like I was at work the other day and someone played a soft, it was some like grungy like pop band, and this song came on. I was like, this is from FIFA, and yeah, instantly was happy. Moron. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was like grungy, but FIFA. Like, it was grungy, but then like glitzy at the same time. It was weird. Imagine being a in FIFA a club. Song. And you're just dancing with some guy, and the song comes on. He goes, "Oh, this is from FIFA." Yeah. At that like, point, you turn around and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I think going on to to movies for a little bit. I think a good soundtrack can almost make or break a movie, especially if it's like a like a franchise movie. Uh, Suicide Squad, that soundtrack was awful. It, it felt like somebody that was accessed. not the worst thing about that. Film. No, no, it wasn't. It but really it was wasn't. an awful soundtrack. It was like a twelve-year-old for a f- access twelve-year-old spot for a franchise playlist. film, like for a big franchise like Avengers, Star Wars, etc. If their main soundtrack and their main themes aren't very good it negatively impacts the film. Yeah, because so like, it Avengers, sets an atmosphere. The Avengers theme is an epic theme. Like, if you hear the Avengers theme start building up to the core, like, to when it breaks and every art, like, all the instruments come in at the same time, you feel like, especially if you watch, like, Endgame, as you hear it start building up as Cap's on his own, yeah. and then everyone jumps in from a portal and they're, like, you're just, like, ready to... Because it sets an atmosphere, and going back just briefly for a second uh, to reinforce your point, Modern Warfare 2's big you had big action pieces yeah it was backed by these or- big orchestral pieces and you didn't realize how important they were until you play the new modern warfare and they're not in it mm. and it's oh. shit halo's <laughs> soundtrack is the best video game soundtrack. i'm just thinking of you know that you know when you log on to the game <laughs> <laughs> thank you ben <laughs> that's all that's in my head the second you said halo i'm like oh my god yeah it's brilliant i love it i wasn't an xbox kid so i never played Halo. just vibing out to oh. it was the f- i was I started playing Halo Two at a friend of mine, a friend of a friend of mine's, and then eventually got Halo Three when it was like Halo Five was coming out. Halo Three, and I got Halo Three, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" They're bringing Reach to Master Chief Collection, oh, which yeah. makes me so happy. You're bringing your Xbox back from home, aren't you? Yeah, just for that. <laughs> that I've <and laughs> not got it already. Uh, fa- yeah. Do you know what has an amazing? This is a, this is going to be an amazing segue. It's almost like I planned this before, but I didn't. What has an amazing soundtrack is Skate Three. For anyone that's played it, oh yes, and it's the first ever place I listened to Disorder. 
by Joy Division. Because oh. that song's in the game. So there's always music playing in the game in the background. Yeah, I, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, I, I think don't I, know what I, I guess something to add then. World is um, yours is on it by Nas. Yeah. So there's so many. Oh, it's like that Tony Hawk. Skateboarding game. That's on Tony Hawk. Tony well, Hawk. That's on Tony, uh, Tony Hawk's Underground 1. I was about to talk about this. Tony Hawk's Underground 1 and 2 have got some of the best soundtracks in any game of all time. Yeah. And they're just a mixture of like, of grunge, punk, rap, everything. Like anything you could think of is in, is in it. But it all makes sense and it all fits perfectly. You know, uh, a lot of films have uh, already released songs in the soundtrack as opposed to... Uh, like fresh pieces. Yeah, mm-hmm. specifically uh, composed pieces. Stanley Kubrick kind of started that with uh, 2001, A Space Odyssey, mm. which is, uh, like, the soundtrack is one of the most important parts of that film ever. Yeah. With, without sounding like someone who wants to wank Stanley Kubrick Oh, off. I think we all do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After all he did, fake the moon landing. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's it was all done with already released songs. See, I, I've been meaning to watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. There's a version out Did there. Did you just say 2001 A Space Odyssey? No, <laughs> I didn't mean to. But that's because... You, you said no to this. I didn't mean to. So you uh, did say it. I did say it. I didn't Amazing. mean to. Amazing. Because th- you've got the Flatbush Zombies 3001 A Laced Odyssey. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's a, there's a version of 2001 where they hired uh, a composer to do an original score. And oh, it just, shit. I've not watched it all, but I've seen some YouTube stuff on it, and it's just nowhere near as good. No. It's just, it doesn't, like, when they had this composer, they used a lot of songs as reference points. Like, we want it to sound a bit like this, we want this vibe, and the composer went out, bloody did his compositions, and uh, came back, and Kubrick was just like, no, fuck off, mate. (laughs) And they used the reference point songs. Oh, wow. And they're the ones that are in the actual film. So it's not an organic soundtrack, it's songs already been released fairly certain yeah yeah i do need to we shall we just ha- we should all just start having music vox movie nights yeah and just wholesome. go around someone and just this start is the watching wholesome movies. episode yeah i i'd love that I've, I've i've wanted to just have movie nights for ages yeah i'm up for that yeah let's do it that's it i this mean this is the title of the episode the wholesome episode <laughs> first movie will probably be that a uh, nirvana concert that ben got me for my birthday not a nirvana concert it didn't just bring Kurt Cobain back from the dead outside my house and just <laughs> <laughs> you wish just oh. a DVD <laughs> just, just a, a DVD. DVD it's also I'm pretty sure the Soprano soundtrack I could be wrong here because I've never seen it I'm going off my dad's word and <laughs> my dad's like in his 50s now and he's not seen it in a while but that's how he got me introduced to Pink Floyd uh, yeah because I think it's Comfortably Numb is on the soundtrack oh really yeah and he was like, oh, yeah, one of my favourite songs. I went, oh, what is it? It's a Pink Floyd song. And I, uh, he put it on and I was blown away. And it's genuinely one of my favourite songs of all time. Mm. That's also really cute. because of the memory and also genuinely it is an amazing song. That's really cute. Yeah. The, um, Qu- how do you feel about Quentin Tarantino? His movies always have a really good soundtrack. Yeah, I love Tarantino. I know, because there's so. some people that hate him. Who? Uh, Most yeah. people on, the, on Twitter. Show me these people <laughs> and I'll fight them. <laughs> like, a lot of people on Twitter think he's a bit of creep. Tarantino. He may be. A, he's, he's, got, he's a bit weird. He's got a massive foot thing. Like, yeah. people, he always films feet really close up. Because you've got that Uma Thurman scene in uh, Kill Bill where she's trying to move her feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in a lot of films. Uh, but he's such a good cinematographer. He is. And... The Reservoir Dog soundtrack is genuinely yeah. the best soundtrack. There's of all that time. surf rock song. Nathan as well. Harding would be so proud of you right now. Called, where it's like, dun, 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 dun. we're gonna edit that. Out. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, we're not even gonna find the real. We're song. Bass edit that it. out, and we're gonna put the real song. <laughs> I'm gonna bass boost it, and someone's gonna hear. <laughs> bom, bom, bom. <laughs> I can't wait for this. But yeah, you better edit that yeah. out. <laughs> Does Nathan Harding really like the... Uh, Nathan adores Reservoir Dogs. I love that film. It's, it's not f- the best Tarantino. No, film. but it, it's the first one I ever watched, and I genuinely love it. It For, for me, It's it such goes a simple film. Pulp Fiction, uh, Inglourious Bastards. Oh, Inglourious Bastards. Django. I thought that was the film with the chameleon then, but that's I was Rango. thinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time I was Django, Rango. I'm like, Rango? Uh, Who loves Rango? Django, <laughs> then Reservoir Dogs, 
than Hateful Eight. I didn't like Hateful Eight. I really liked Hateful Eight. I found it too slow. It was really good. Yeah. The payoff for it was great. Yeah, the ending was really good, but to get there, it just felt really, really slow. We had a uh, we had a plumber in while I was watching it, and he just walked in at the set at the time when Samuel L. Jackson was giving that monologue about making the guy suck his dick. <laughs> and he just looked at me and I was like, "You right?" And he was like, "You right?" <laughs> <laughs> it is nice a weird part of the film. <laughs> it is a very, very weird part of the film. Yeah. Have you ever seen Hateful Eight? I've not. We, so I'm so confused. Like, movie like Tarantino Marathon. Yeah, Start I'm up. up for that. Let's do it. Yeah, because I've 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 done a Stephen King one. That was fun. I still need to watch The Shining. I've got it on DVD. Really? It's really. You're gonna film. hate me for this. It's a Kubrick film. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not a fan of horror films at all. Oh no, me neither. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I, there's not many people that are. I mean, I love him. I hate everything about them. I like the old slasher ones, like yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me. We a um a couple of weeks ago, um, me and the, me me housemates we watched um Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. Two thousand three. I fucking love horror films. A bit Sorry. much. I like. Um, and a um. Josh was shit scared. <laughs> yeah. He was shit scared. And then he went to the toilet and I mean, Becky kind of just looked at each other like, right, what are we doing? And I was like, all right, Becky, get your speaker. And I attached my, f- I connected my phone to a speaker. She like had it like next to her because Josh was sitting next to her. He came, sat down and then I just played chainsaw noises through it. <laughs> I've never seen him jump so high and <laughs> scream so loud. You're a horrible man. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like, but I like that. Uh, I like uh, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. That's I do like Nightmare on Elm Street. And I like the Street. Purge. But that's about I, as far as I've Purge is a go- guilty pleasure for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. I it's quite not actually bad. enjoyed the Purge. Can we talk about music again? We surely should. <laughs> should talk about a classic. A classic. A classic. A Oh, yeah. So, a, um, we're all depressed boys here. So, my recommendation was Unknown Pleasures. By Joy Division. What a beautiful album. Oh, what I think is a beautiful album. Ben surprised me. Uh, yeah, I'm not a, not a big fan. Uh, I'm. It's like he's been converted. No, if you if you're a fan of this show, which no one is, <laughs> you'll know that I I like a lot of '80s sad guitar music like The Smiths and The Cure. So, and I really did think I liked Unknown Pleasures because I. I I like Disorder, which is the first yeah. song on it. That song slaps. And obviously I like Love Will Tear Us Apart. But I was just listening to this album and I was just a bit bored. Like <laughs> just I get I get that it's moody and atmospheric, but it's just not really my yeah. thing. Like The drums are cool. I like what they do with the drums. <laughs> the drums are verbed out and I like that. I, I knew you, I, I thought you loved it because I remember the first time I ever mentioned it was when we were doing a Desert Island Disc thing, yeah. disc thing and you went, I love Unknown Pleasures. And I, I was like, oh, sweet. I'll talk and about I, that one day. <laughs> I thought I loved it. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I, I literally only like the first song on Not this even record. She's Lost Control? It's all right. I'd never not even Not even the second song? No. Oh, wow. Day of the Lords. Just not. Where, where will it end? <laughs> where will it end? Well, I'm convinced. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> Do you know a song I adore from this this entire album? Yeah. It's Interzone. Yeah. Interzone is amazing. That's because that that's, I, that's <gasps> so many highlights on this a album. Really unique song in their discography because it's not actually Ian Curtis singing. It's Peter Hook. Yeah. Peter Hook's doing the vocals for that song, and Ian Curtis are doing backing vo- vocals. I prefer New Order. That's fair, to be fair. Like, I've had this conversation <laughs> with my mum and my dad, and... You said that's fair, to be fair, and it made me laugh. <laughs> that's fair, to be fair. I, um, my mo- my dad prefers New Order to Joy Division. I think my mum prefers Joy Division to New Order, because she had, she had, like, an emo phase, which yeah. she's seen. Right, it's weird, because I never got... I never really listened to them much as a child. Like, the first time I ever heard... Like, mum and dad, I don't think, really were that into Joy Division. Mm. I mean, they probably they know all of the hits, but Let's they don't... Let's dance to Joy Division. <laughs> I know. The, love Go the, away. Love the, <laughs> the Wombats. Oh, no. Um, I fucking hate the Wombats. So, like, the first time I ever heard Joy Division was Disorder on playing Skate 3 on an Xbox 360. Mm. When I was, like, probably about 2012. Did you know, Westy, that uh, New Order are Joy Division? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay I, I was checking as well. Yeah. I didn't know. No, if you knew I, I, didn't no, no. Yeah. I did know that. Don't you worry. I... I 
I'm not, I'm not that uncultured. Jeez, uh-huh. get away. But yeah, for those who actually haven't heard of Joy, actually, also, I wore this shirt in Cold last night, and I had about several people come up to me going, oh, No Pleasures is a sick album. I was like, I'm in Cold. What's going on? <laughs> they probably only like the first song, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but a, um, they're a Manchester band. A um, singer, Ian Curtis, a, uh, committed suicide, actually, before their big American tour won it. And they, um, then they be- later became New Order. And that was, that, that's basically history of Joy Division. You ever watch Control? No. It's uh, such a good I film. Heard it's good. Such a good film. There's a, um, there's actually some graffiti in a place, in a, uh, it's like, it's on a deli near me, it's near me, it's on, like on the, uh, you know, the shutters. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I can't remember who the quote is by. I think it's a guy called Tony Robinson or something like that. I think uh, I said Tommy Robinson. To- no, Tommy so. Robinson, yeah. Whoa. A, um, Hold up, what's happening in Manchester? I don't know about <laughs> And the quote is, nobody has a better record collection than a Manchester kid. Mm. And I think it's, that's more of a testament to what, how many bands and how much influence the Manchester music scene has had over the past 30 years. And Joy Division, I'd say, is one of, if not the biggest, influential how how big how big are Joy Division in Manchester? Like you obviously, mm. this is the thing because obviously you know like I don't think from an outsider perspective it almost seems like they're not as big as Oasis were. Well, no, but nobody was bigger than Oasis were. That's what I mean. Oasis like, were like, the biggest. Yeah, true. But it I mean, as in like how big is like who is the second? Would it, is it Joy Division? The second, no, second would be Stone Roses yeah. or the Smiths. Smiths will be bigger than Joy. Joy I'm not saying Joy Division are the biggest. The Smiths are from thing from Manchester. So I mean. This is what I mean. I'm not saying Joy Division are the biggest, but they're probably one of, if not the most influential to come yeah. out there. Like, I mean, you, you, you can see it in even rappers nowadays. Danny no, Brown I was listening to the Staples. album, and even though it's not my thing, I, would, I could hear the way they've yeah. influenced other people. Like, even the Killers are influenced by... The Killers have a... Actually, they cover Shadowplay, and it's Ooh. a really good fucking cover. Uh, Vince Staples, is it Summertime 06? That album cover's based off mm-hmm. The Unknown Pleasures... A uh, Danny Brown's album Atrocity Exhibition is named after a Joy Division song, so their influence is crazy, mm. and they they are definitely a much more niche and underground artist compared to say the uh, the Stone Roses, Oasis, the Smiths, and all that. But yeah. it is undeniable what what they've managed to reach and what they've managed to do. No, I'm not trying to say they're not good. No, no, I was just is. Playing devil's advocate, aren't we, boy? Yeah, I like. I understand why you like them. They're yeah. just not my like. Yeah. I'd ne- I wouldn't choose to listen to them. It did surprise me, I have to say, but yeah, it I, surprised that's me <laughs> to be honest because I, I was so excited to put it on. I think you'll hear on the bonus episode of the weekend when he says unknown pleasure, you're like yeah. yeah, yeah, and like I put it on and I was like, I disorder came on, and I was like, yeah, I, I love this song, and I vibed out, and then the next one came on, and I was like, eh, bit of a dud, yeah, and then I skipped it uh, like halfway through. You skipped Day of the Lords. Like, yeah, halfway through or something. You probably skipped it right when it like probably reaches its best point. <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as his vocals start to get more and more passionate, where will it end? That's when it starts. We're keeping all these vocals in. Where will it end? <laughs> Fucking hell, Dave Grohl. I know, right? <laughs> oh, what a weird man. You don't like Dave Grohl? I love him and hate him. My mum always calls him David Grohl. <laughs> David Grollius. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Wait. Why? Why don't you like Dave Grohl? No reason to love to love or hate him. He's just an interesting fellow. Well, I guess. Yeah. He's. So, I, I really like him. Yeah. Nicest really. man in rock music, yes. allegedly. Yeah. I've he heard just that. seems really, really nice. And yeah. that's why I'm on edge about him. Like, why is everyone say he's the nicest? Why is he so nice? <laughs> why is he so nice? <laughs> what's his agenda? Yeah. What's he doing? But what's he doing? Uh, a way to end the seventies. To have unknown pleasures kind of just end off the seventies. I mean, well. Yeah, end of the 70s is just... It kind of encapsulates the whole indie scene of the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it, as an album, it does mean a lot to me. And a, uh, well, shall we go through it track by track? Yeah. Actually, also, because you don't... Or do, you, do you know where the name Joy Division came from? I don't. I, I do, um, but I'll let you tell it. Oh, oh, thank you. I've never I've never looked that deeply into the naming of the band. A... Um, because they wanted to avoid, because they originally had a different name, mm-hmm. um, but they changed it to Joy Division mm. to avoid confusion with another band. And they um, 
they borrowed the name from the sexual slavery wing of a Nazi concentration camp, and they got it from a 1955 novel called House of Dolls. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you, you, you don't. I was like, fucking hell, that's, that's something else. That's something else. But yeah, they, they had a second album, I think it was Closer, which is, again, another really good fucking album, but it doesn't quite reach the heights that Unknown mm. Pleasures did. And sometimes Ian Curtis's vocals don't quite match the a uh, backing track or the instrumentals. I think it's a complete album. Was it 11 tracks? Uh, I think because it's also, as an album, it's a slow burner. Yeah. Very much a slow burner in the sense that you don't, you're not going to listen to it to kind of act, as Fantano said, to activate kind of these primal mm. instincts to dance or like move or whatever or start belting out songs. It is just a slow burner and atmospheric experience and the album cover is iconic oh it is like we even then the they weren't as big as oasis obviously but that album cover is so much more iconic than uh what's the story or yeah, definitely anything. maybe any of the smiths album yeah. covers, any of the roses album covers. i think it's one of the most iconic album covers of all Ever. time definitely that and never mind and yeah. never mind a um probably i can't think yeah. of anymore um ready to die my biggie I'd say with, with him with baby him as the afro yeah. in rap mu- in rap scene in, in rap music in rap that music, and that's too, too yeah uh, probably Metallica as well yeah I'm just thinking of shirts that people wear and they don't know yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah. usually the people wear, a lot of people wear the Ride of the Lightning shirt oh AM also Dark Side of the Moon Pink Floyd oh yeah, yeah. what are you feeling about why 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 how, how could we not even mention that that's one of the most silly, iconic albums silly of all boys time. silly boys but also, I'd say this is the best album opener of all time. Yeah. Disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That song is amazing. That is an amazing song. It sets out the mood beautifully. It's so They're much all... more rhythmic than the yeah. rest of the stuff on the album. And I yeah, think that's... it's much more accessible. It's more. Yeah. It's not. I don't, I don't know. The re- it doesn't seem that Joy Division. The rest yeah. of it. Because they they they're odd, aren't they? They're a strange. They're, they're band. a strange, unique band. And it. And I don't want to say it's more poppy. It is more poppy. It's more accessible, sense, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. Disorder is a very accessible entry point in. And yeah. And if you had if you had Day of the Lords first, like Ben did, you'd probably just skip it and won't be like, yeah. oh, I don't want to listen to this yeah. album. When I thought that I liked this record, it's because I knew I liked that song a lot. Yeah. And obviously, with the... Like, I must have listened to the whole thing before. But... I listened to it in bed this morning, yeah. what, just because I knew I knew we were going to talk about it today. So I listened to it in bed this morning, and just sat there doing nothing. Like my phone was about to die, so I whacked it on charge. Yeah, whacked this on my speakers and just let it play. Yeah, it is. It is and one did, that did nothing, and it was great. Like I'd just have on, like in the background, but in in a way where I I could just fully just become encapsulated by just the album and yeah. the way it plays out. Even the opening line of Disorder, I've been waiting for a guy to come and take me by the hand, just completely sets the tone of. Mm. Um, his lyrics and everything that Ian Curtis was going through at that time, because it's almost prophetic. Mm-hmm. The the way that um, what he's saying, it, it's a cry for help when you re- when you realise what happened to him, yeah. especially with songs like "She's Lost Control" and. Everything. So easy to say that though, isn't it? Like, yeah. look in a res- retrospective sense. Like, there's so many bands that you that have really dark lyrics. Yeah. But then people look back and they're like. Oh, why didn't they read? Why didn't his bandmates read Cobain's lyrics, and why didn't they read uh, Ian Curtis's lyrics and know that something was wrong? Yeah, but you you, you can't. It's such a hard thing because it, and it's this, this ended up being a massive talk on mental health, and <laughs> I don't know if we, any of us are ready for that yet. We'd we'd have to plan a talk like that out. We can't just do it off a whim because it's mm. such a sensitive subject. Mm-hmm. But it it. it he was going through so much and you can see it in the lyrics, you can see it in the songs, you can see it in just the general atmosphere and dark brooding atmosphere of the album. Mm. But as you said, it is easy to say it now, but at the time it prob- it's, it is hard. I mean, he was also an uh, epileptic, I'm pretty sure. And people used to bring flashing lights to the shows just to yeah. fuck with him. Which is, is like, and he'd, like, he'd have seizures <laughs> at, at shows. Like, yeah. what? Like, mm. if, if you watch a... Um, Control. You, you can like there are scenes where he is it, obviously he's play, played by an actor, but it just shows you how he's just having seizures just mid-show. Yeah, 
people think it might have been him dancing and then he just collapses. But he's getting pushed by the label, he's getting pushed by everyone to go on. Actually, that's also something I want to get onto, is the label. Did Fa- they? Factory Records, uh, started by Tony Wilson. And it's probably one of the most influential indie labels to come out of England. Because mm. it helped start the whole Hacienda movement. It uh, started New Order. Started, it was a kickstarter for a lot of uh, indie bands like um, Stone Roses and things like that. And it was massive. And Tony Wilson was one of the most important people in British music in terms of that. Well, I'll take your word for it. I don't know any. Yeah. I've never heard of the label, but fair play. Yeah, because it started the Hacienda nightclub, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Is that the ha- one? Never uh, heard of that name. The Hacienda's where they all. No, I mean, the him. Oh, oh right, Tony okay. Wilson, yeah. Is the Hacienda the one Liam Gallagher's barred from? Either him or. Um, Hacienda isn't open anymore, so. No, no, but he. Oh, what's the other time? Sean Ryder either him or Sean Ryder I <laughs> uh, fucking love Sean Ryder um, I'm not I'm sure, sure. I actually don't know I'm, I'm serious that's actually a book was. by Peter Hook and a um, there's a book by, by Peter, Peter Hook <laughs> by a book by Peter Hook and it's called How Not to Run a Nightclub and it's a history of the Hacienda <laughs> and I really really want to read it I always see it in Waterstones and I always hesitate would you hesitate? I don't know I don't know why I hesitate to buy it, but I just need to buy it. Cause Readings it for losers. <laughs> <laughs> nerd. Nerds. I, I work in a comic book shop. I can't call anyone a nerd. Yeah. As I go back to read Lovecraft again. Oh. I do love Lovecraft. I love H.P. Lovecraft. He's such a racist. Oh, he's, he's, I was going to say he's a raging racist. Yeah. but. but I mean, if we can support Adam, we can support Lovecraft. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> I'm honestly really offended right now. <laughs> I'm not going to edit this pod- ne- these podcasts. are never coming out. I'm never editing it. I'm done. I'm never going back to the show ever. It's my ball. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I will take my chain and leave. <laughs> Is oh. there w- Give me some final thoughts on the album before we have to end this because we've got about 10 minutes before we need to get out of the studio. Because um, It was the uh, pub quiz last night. I, I thought you were coming because it was a last minute decision. I, I didn't realise that well, Cody hadn't invited you because no. we weren't going to go. And Out- then I, Alicia came back from the from the pub and, it, and Cody was like, oh yeah, uh, Ben was like, oh, what are we doing tonight? And I went, your mum. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty much like conversation. I was like, oh, if I'd known that, I would have invited them. But yeah, we went and it was on rock and roll. So, oh. Yeah. And no one bloody invited me. I know. What I joke. felt so bad. I was like, I'm wait, outraged. Ben and I should be here. Where are they? Outraged. Your invite for tonight is retract. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Final thoughts on the album. Uh, yeah, there was a picture around and Unknown Pleasures was on it and I had the shirt on and I was like <laughs> It's me, it's me. I had to hide the title like, No it's not this. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, as an album, I fucking love it. It's one of my favourites of all time. The band is one of my favourite bands of all time. A um one thing I've always found important in music is lyrics and in terms of lyric lyrics and songwriting, I think they're one of the best bands to ever do it. Because even their single, Love Will Tear Us Apart, is genuinely such a no, well-written single. It's your, favorite, it's your favorite song so of all time, hard. isn't it? One of my favourite songs of all time. I can't pinpoint a favourite song of all time. That's too hard. <laughs> mm. That's very fair, that. Uh, what about you guys? I think it's one of the most complete like, listening experiences I've got from an album in mm. a long time. Not just like this listen from today. Like I listen to it quite a lot. I listen to it probably like a, on like a weekly basis. Yeah. And it's so good. It's just... It has stood the test of time so well. Yeah, literally, it's it's this is its fortieth year this year because they released yeah, they, they had the forty fortieth anniversary, didn't they? Yeah, they released a, a pair of Doc Martens in honor this year. Oh, I'm so the, mad I didn't get them. The joint, like, yeah, unknown pleasures, waves on the front. I think it's just a I, I I hate to say it, but I think it is like a perfect album to me. Like I hate the I hate calling it perfect albums, but I think it is for me in a way. Like every it 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 puts you in like a specific. It puts you in such an atmosphere where if you're struggling and there's like a, it's almost like a relatable struggle at times for you. Like, yeah, even if you're not going through anything that he was going through, it almost like you can be, you can sympathize, and you it's, can understand. It's an experience that draws you in and yeah. you can't let go because the atmosphere it builds, I can't describe it. It's that beautiful. It's just like it's, I, I can't generally, I can't find the words to describe the atmosphere it creates through just the instrumentals through his singing through the lyrics 
how his passion in when he's screaming feeling feeling at the end of disorder yeah. uh at the end of the um day of the lords it's like when will it end and that that's the point when you're like oh shit yeah he was going through some stuff but I'm gonna let you end with those comments. Yeah. As opposed to <laughs> how would you like to how would you like to play us out this week? What Ooh. song from the oh, album? Oh no, wait, could uh, I have yet to decide whether I'm gonna do Delamitri oh, yeah. for my classic next week, or if I'm gonna pick the last Smiths album? Because I've talked about the Smiths a lot, and I don't know if that would be. It would be a good segue from the Manchester. I've never listened to us to a full Smiths album. I'm oh, but I want to do that. De- I'll decide. I'll decide. Uh, yeah. So it's either also, gonna be. That's it, the last Smiths album, which was... Strange Ways. Strange Ways. And, or a Delamitri album. Oh, is that Strange the one with Suffer Little Children on it? Or was that no, that's the, the first? first one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And next week, we are going to listen to each other's top ten tracks on each other's on-repeat section on Spotify. Just to get a... <laughs> to, like, we're all... We're You're gonna swap. in for an experience. Like, we're all going to... Do it in a little triangle, and we're all li- going to listen to each other's with the rules of no skips, and that's yeah, the only I think we have to... I so, think wait, is it going to be I'm listening to both no, so every, yours, yeah. or... No, or I was going to do... A triangle oh, okay. formation where it just rotates. Uh, no, both, everyone listen to... It's 20 it. tracks, it's not going to be that yeah, long. Yeah, okay, do yeah. that then. We've got like a week or two to listen to it, which yeah. will be fine. I've got a, a, a week or two to change my on-repeat bit to same, good. Same, yeah. <laughs> Adam's <laughs> going to listen to no logic for the next week. <laughs> That's not mine, hard for me. <laughs> at the minute, I think it's all JPEG Mafia. At the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, gonna, you're in for the time of your life. But wait, us. if we listen to like... Why is that there? For example, say if I play, if I show you as mine and then you listen to my on-repeat, would that then change your on-repeat? Uh, no, so we'll just screenshot them all. We'll figure that out. This we'll make okay. each other a playlist. Yeah. Of our on repeat. Perfect. That's fine. That's perfect. Closing song. What would Ooh. you like from the album? Probably something from the album, innit? Um, Probably something. Yeah, um, well, uh, it was either that or could be Love With Towers Apart, which isn't on mm. the album. Nah, I think we need something from the album. Yeah. We're discussing it. If you've never heard uh, it, please give it a listen. I mean, Disorder is probably the one that we've got to choose. Yeah. Mm. As we said, it's most accessible. If someone wants to listen to the album, it would probably be the one that will encapsulate them the most. Also, one last thing, and it's just a fact of the. You know, she's lost control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. In the background. That's a spray paint can. Oh, they really? sampled a spray paint can. Yeah. That's amazing. That is interesting. Yeah, just a little fun factoid for you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. We have been the Music Vox. Make sure you listen to the bonus episode of the weekend. Yeah. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Bye. See ya. I've been waiting for a guy to come and take me by the hand. These sensations make me feel the pleasures of a normal man These sensations barely insults me